They call me the doctor. Greetings, humans, Daleks, Time Lords, and severed Slovene arms. You're listening to Exterminating Doctor Who. This is the show where we take Doctor Who's most popular episodes and debate if they're really as good as their reputations. With your hosts, Aidan Gula. And me, George Ellis. And in today's episode, we are talking about Dalek. Yes, we are. Hence why I had to say severed Slovene arms in the intro, because we've already got Dalek in our roster of monsters so yeah we're kind of running it it's hard to do a dalek episode now it is because because we started with the first dalek episode daleks now it's just davros's sleeveen arms no i said ironsides in the first one we did because it was oh. true of the daleks wasn't it ah smart you say i can't go there. i can't go humans daleks time lords and daleks kind of that just sounds stupid yeah um yeah but that's what we are here for this week as promised last week it turned out my schedule was correct we are actually doing Dalek. Lovely. Let's hope you've learned what we're listening to next week. Oh, I do. I'm very excited. Listening to I'm what very things? excited for next Ooh, week. Oh, lovely. Um, yes. So briefly, just before we do hop into Dalek, we shall do a quick who knows because War of the Sontarans was on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just quick, what are your thoughts on that? Because obviously we'll cover this in our future review. Of course. Of the, of the overall Flux series. But what were your thoughts? Because we watched it together. Right. Um, I really enjoyed it. I had a... This is a bit of a... Maybe a premature statement, but I... I, Everything about Flux seems to tell me this will be the best Jodie series. Best Mm Jodie season, you know? Most likely. It's not a high bar, so... No, but but it's been... Everything (laughs) has been telling me it'll be that. And this episode... I've enjoyed two so far, which is already 100% rate it's only enhanced my theory because i think I, it was a really good episode it was a very obviously there were some flaws but it was definitely one of the if not the best Jodie episode i think we've it's had. jody's best episode it was definitely her best performance as well mm. so i do think it's 100 percent her best episode it's been quite interesting because a load of people on twitter i've seen pretty much everybody say best jody episode that was incredible the writing has been incredible a load of classic fans and people that were like big Capaldi fans and haven't liked the Whitaker era, loved it as well. So that's really nice to see, just people going, oh my God, I really liked that. But then I've been, people that are fans of the Jodie Whitaker era seem to not be fussed, which is really weird. Maybe it's because it's appealing to the so, kind of the more old school. I know Capaldi, old school, the more old, the more but like every, last series, you know? Yeah, it's like everybody that loves the classic series or let's say Doctor Who up until Capaldi, as I know we kind of really are that kind of demographic, really. Mm-hmm. We all love it. Mm. But then people that are absolutely adore the Whitaker era going, well, it was okay. That's interesting. Because that kind of shows you, is this being more... Because it did feel more like back a, on... A Doctor proper Who. episode, yeah. I'm going to say. It was back to formula in a way back to what doctor who kind of was mm. so that's that might be why people why the new fans didn't like it because it's this isn't what i'm used to because it, it kind of isn't it's it's not jody's doctor who because jody's doctor who is crap <laughs> <laughs> but i thought that i thought that was really interesting because i loved it i mm. really like at one point i was going is this the best Sontaran story and they went oh maybe there's a classic one better but uh i was just like 
this is definitely Jodie's best episode. This is an amazing portrayal of the Sontarans. Better than the, what they were in the Tenant era, mm. definitely. But they were blue mm. Sontarans. Yes. So it's okay. <laughs> they were different. Every Sontaran ever has been grey. And then we get one blue one. We go, well, we'll just let them off. <laughs> but um, They're the rejects of the Sontarans. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not saying that bad episode. A lot of people do say the episode's not great. One with the fiery... The poison sky. I, one, I yeah. love those ones. Though. Yeah, I, I really, really I really like them. Yes, the Martha clone thing is a bit like, what the hell are you doing? But um, I do really enjoy mm. them. But I do understand people that go, yeah, but is it proper Sontarans? I go, wow. Not, yeah, not I think really, it's it, like the, probably the reason why I like that one is like the reason I'm not even thinking is it proper Sontarans because I don't really know proper Sontarans until now. Because if you actually think about it, Sontarans technically has only been two Sontaran episodes in Doctor Who, in modern Doctor Who, mm. the Tenant one and this one. Because yes, we have them through Matt Smith and Capaldi here, but it's just Strax and that's not real Sontaran. Not a real Sontaran. Well, the, I mean? It's not Sontarans doing Sontaran stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a Sontaran but he's not a Sontaran. Yeah, a story where Sontarans are actually the villains and have a plot. There's mm. only been two in all of New Who. Mm. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's, it's interesting, that because it feels like, because we've seen so, seen Strax so much, you're like, oh, I've seen them more. When you, as you say, when you think about it, you really haven't. No. But the way the Sontarans were defeated in the episode yesterday, I thought was okay. It felt a little bit... Wrapped up very quickly. I yeah, thought. it... it <laughs> The the fact they exploded at the end gave us that set piece, but the way they were defeated felt a bit like they're just having a nap to quickly seize opportunity, and it was like a five-minute job. Felt a bit too quick for the amount of threat they were. Whereas in the Tenant episode, I prefer the way they're defeated in that one, especially the spectacle of him firing the thing into the atmosphere, rejuvenating the atmosphere. I really, it's, I prefer them. And then nearly sacrificing himself. Yes, exactly. I do think that's a much better kind of, Defeat. I think it's a better triumphant. It's a better. It's a better victory. That's mm-hmm. the word. It's a better victory than in this one. But this one does the portray the Sontarans as an all-round better entity. So it's interesting that you know yeah. one had the better ending and a more fun plot, let's say. Mm. But this was a good plot, and the Sontarans written all credit to Chibnall written perfectly. Like it was just perfect mm. Sontarans. Even though, obviously, this isn't a Chibnall decision. It might have been in the script, but I doubt it. Even the Sontarans licking their lips. That's a yeah. such, such a subtle detail that the blue Sontarans didn't do. The classic Sontarans always lick their lips. Why they do they do it? Who knows? Is it just because... <laughs> it's just a thing they right, do. Uh... Do you know what I mean? It's like, why? why? Who knows? But it's just the thing. that The blue ones never did that. So when it's like, when you see them go, for war, licking their lips, I'm just like, yeah, that's such a nice detail. And when he, and when he even said... Um, Good. Sontarans have always had war with Earth, whatever it was, ever since Sontaran links came down. That's like, yeah, you mentioned links. That's just like all these great things. Just like, I'm so glad you mentioned that. It, 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 I mean, you're probably thinking, did Aiden actually go, yeah, you mentioned links while watching it? He did. I did, yeah. He did exactly that. I did. I did go, links, yeah, the third Doctor episode. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, uh-huh, yeah, cool. Yes. Mm. Interestingly, that's also the episode, the Time Warrior. It's the third Doctor episode. First appearance of the Sontarans. Do you know how it's the first appearance of? Sarah Jane. Hey. I don't know how I was meant to guess that. Well, you know. <laughs> and guess who? No f***ing <laughs> idea. But yes. So that's our, I'd say, you know, we'll just leave our thoughts there. And we'll come back to it when we do our... All round review series roundup. Our post flux. There was a review. sentence there, but I did it in the wrong order. The words were there. Mm. 
but it's a little puzzle for the listeners. Piece it together. What did I say? Yeah. <laughs> you decide. So no, we are here for, as we mentioned, Dalek. Mm-hmm. Uh the first Christopher Eccleston episode we have done in 23 episodes. Mm. The first good Christopher Eccleston episode. Yeah. Because Christ. the only one we've done before was episode nine of the podcast when we did the long game. Mm. It's I, I cannot believe it's been so long. If I, I remember everything about the long game. It doesn't feel yeah. like it's been I want to check actually so when, many episodes. I want to check when we actually re- recorded that episode as well. Oh, wow. But it, it, it's... it's yeah, it's been such a long time. It really shows you how much we're kind of enjoying this thing. Pod- this podcast will end eventually, but we're, we're really dragging it on, don't you worry. <laughs> we will drag it out oh, yes. as long as we can. But, um, no, I find it really interesting. There's two Adam Mitchell episodes. We've done them both. Which ones are the Adam Mitchell ones? Well, Long Game, obviously. Yeah, and? This one. Oh, he's only in bloody two. We've done two Chris Oh, Eccleston Adam episodes. Mitchell. I didn't know who Adam Mitchell was. Who else would it be? I assumed it was a writer or something. Is it, is the... You know the character book? that's called Adam? Yes. Yeah, it's him. I'm sorry. He's the forgettable one out of the bunch. I'll be honest with you. You have Rose Eccleston, the Dalek, all of the other characters, and then you just got Adam who just exactly. annoys me a bit, to be exactly. honest. He's my biggest... He's my only negative. <laughs> Okay, so the day we are recording this is the 8th of November. Mm. Long Game was released. So I don't know when we recorded this, but Long Game was released 7th of February. Nine months ago, we did. Christ. We last did uh, Eccleston. We were, in, we were in a different year of uni. Yeah, a long time ago. Oh my God. A long time ago. That, that, I don't like that. We could have had a baby in that time. Together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, do- I'm not sure the biology supports it, but... Sometimes. Yeah. We'll just clone a weird version. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it is an incredible episode. It really is. Mm. And you just... Everyone is good in it, apart from Adam. Yeah. I just find that... I've always found in Doctor Who, the character is just like the one episode extra when, he just, when they just get brought, dragged along and they're just expendable. I'm like... Go You're away. just boring. <laughs> just leave. No offense to the actor, because the actor, I'm sure he's great. The character itself. No, we don't. We discussed this on Long Game. We don't compliment Bruno Lang. Do we not like him? I'm pretty sure he's in prison now. Oh, we don't. Well, <laughs> the actor and the character, right? I don't like either. Yeah, one to more positive elements. Where do you want to start? In just. Well, let me just add a negative point. The cast. <laughs> Genuinely, I wrote one negative point, and it was just, Adam's annoying. Where do you want to begin? Do you I'll start with my negative point as well. Oh, okay. Adam. Is that actually what yeah. it says? <laughs> well, it actually says, because I didn't know his name, because I didn't really care, the speech marks boyfriend. Yeah. I was like, that dude, I don't care about you. And it's quite nice, because often when it comes to characters that you don't like, you've got to, if they're well acted, or if they're, or if you just... You don't want to sound too mean. You gotta level. You gotta turn it down a bit. But because this guy was amusing, now it's just like the whole thing. I mean, we criticised him in long games. So go listen to that. But it's like, oh yeah, I'll just go listen to that after this. Yeah, just to go, really... what did we say about yeah. him? <laughs> I don't remember this conversation. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm not even gonna dwell on Adam in this. No. In this uh, story. But no. Let's. Where shall we start in terms of positive points? Why don't we just start at the start? Because my first positive point here is. The cold open. I really quite liked the um, 
the cold open and the, and the museum section, because first it's inter it was an interesting location to see. But the, the important thing for me, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, I like it when New Who kind of reminds you that it is set within a wider continuity. Like the years remind you there's an era that came before or there's stuff to come. I like that. It's important. And this is especially important in the first series of New Who because you get this, to see the Doctor kind of look at some old new enemies and see a Cyberman again. Specifically, a fourth Doctor Cyberman. Mm. Yeah. No, I do like it's really nice detail because it's not even like it's not even like they're the last Cybermen that appeared at Doctor. There's been plenty of Cybermen since, mm. but I just thought just go for a nice little detail that he recognizes, just something that's iconic that we that we can uh match on recognize, to. yeah. And it's an int it's a really nice way of being like Cybermen because they're not in the Eccleston era. So it's nice kind of just being no. like, ooh, this maybe like there's just some it's it's nice to remind you, you know. It's nice. I like that. It's important, I think, especially in the Equison era, to remind you of the past. Mm. I mean, that's what I really like about... I'm going to start here. Here's where I'm going to start. Because we could talk about the Dalek and all that relationship and stuff, but something that I really like about the Dalek, and we did kind of mention it with the Dalek flying as well, is that because Doctor Who had become a joke since its cancellation, that was kind of the public perception of Doctor Who through the 80s and the 90s, and I guess even through bits of the 2000s, is that it was just a joke. People were just like, oh, did you remember that funny little show, Doctor Who, that kind of thing? Like, oh, it wasn't very, oh, it was, it was, <laughs> but we all liked it. Like, that's the reputation Doctor Who had. And this episode is kind of going, no, this is Doctor Who, and we're going to take it seriously mm. now. And I do really like the way that they do that. Hold on. I have a point here. He likes the way they do it. Does he know why? Give him a second. Do, 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 do. do. Yeah, and the moment, uh, that I thought was a really good bit. Like, it already shows you, like, you've got all the great Dalek stuff going, here's the Doctor taking the Dalek seriously, we're going to give it emotional depth, we'll talk about that shortly. But just, like, a moment that shows you, as well as the flying, going, yeah, remember that they can actually fly. Yes, it was in the the McCoy era, so nobody was watching at this point. So you probably all do remember when the Daleks didn't fly. But we're just going to remind you, the Daleks can fly, so they can't be beaten by stairs. But also the bit when, like, the Dalek first is breaking out and the guy goes what are you going to do sucker me to death it's like yeah I am actually and then just kills him mm. I like that because it is people are like why do these pepper pots have a toilet plunger on them why so yeah they are actually a functional element actually and the first thing you're going to see is that before the Dalek even exterminates anybody you're going to see it sucker somebody it's going to it doesn't we're taking them seriously I love now. the way it does that because it is very much like what are you going to do? You're going to do something. You're going to do something. You've done something. And it's quite horrifying yeah. because the way those suckers work, which is really nice to see, you assume they're just plunders that go. But in this episode, it's very interesting because it shows you that the way these plungers work is as if it's a full, like it's a hand with 360 degree motion. Because mm. the way it works is it can basically crush any element of it, you know? So like you've got the sucker like this and it can just do, it can move the top half. It can move maybe a little bit of the top or anything. It's got full movement with that. And the way it works on the guy is brilliant because it just grabs him. And then it just crushes his face. It's brilliant. And then you see it again when it uses on the keypad because it just suckers it. And then it... Boop, 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 boop. So it's like it's, it's... It was nice seeing that it's not just a plunger. It is... The reason they can touch buttons and stuff is because it is, is, it is a hand which has mm. 360 degrees... Yeah of dexterity it's great but mm. no, i just really love the way it is just like this is doctor who and we're taking it seriously mm. 
and having like rather than just to reintroduce the Daleks, it would have been very, you could have easily just gone Daleks. Let's have a story. They're invading Earth, that kind of story. But they didn't. They went for like a one base, one location character study mm. into a Dalek, which is something that had never been done, at least on TV Doctor Who. It may have been done a big finish or you know, a novel or yeah. whatever. But in TV Doctor Who, we've never seen a proper like, here's a Dalek, let's explore what a Dalek actually mm. is. And it's really important because they could have, as you said, do that. That's big old attack. All the Daleks come at the same time. They could have done that. But by doing a one Dalek episode, we got that character study, but, but you got to see how formidable a Dalek, a single Dalek mm. can be by itself, even when it's a basically completely depowered and it's chained up, you know? Mm. And it was really, in, and it's important that because it shows how powerful a Dalek is, how and formidable they are. why you should be scared of Exactly. It reminded me a lot of the first alien in a way, because you can ramp up the amount of Daleks after, once you've shown us what a single one can do. Show us how scary one Dalek is. And then you can show us an army of them. And then we're like, what do we do? with Because of the, because um, if one can do that, imagine an army. And it was, a, mm. it's brilliant and it's important and very well done. I agree. Yes. Like even down to like when it's like that bit when it's having its daredevil corridor fight scene moment and it's just, it's there just turning and just picking them off one by one. It's like, not even phased by you. I'm just going to kill you. Like, you're not going to get out. Mm. You're dead. And it's just like... He's not killing them because they're a threat. He's killing like, them because he to wants to. Yeah. I need to get to the end of the corridor. Really. He could without... He, he could just walk past them. But he's killing them because the Daleks kill. And that's mm. very important. And, and then again, when it takes on the army bit, and it's like, I could zap you all. Instead, I'm just going to set the fire alarm off. And then with two shots, I'm going to kill all of you. He's just showing off. That's all the Dalek's doing. He's like, let's show you something cool. Hmm. You're going to die in a cool way. Agony. But at least it'll be cool, you yeah. know? Yeah, and it's efficient. I will get all of you hmm. dead. Hmm. And I can hover for a bit. Yeah. Very cool. It reminds me a lot of Terminator, actually. The way this Dalek is kind of an unstoppable force. It's nice. It, it, I, I just find it very it's scary you know it mm. is scary it's not like ah it's this psychological it's 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 not scary in the, like the the the, the sc most horror horror scary element it's scary in the sense of it's kind of like um michael myers scary you know what i mean unstoppable force how do you stop this you can't reason it with it you can't do anything other than just die in its way that and kind even, of scary and even the fact that the doctor in it is rather than being like let's reason with it let's find a way out of it instead the doctor here is just going kill it mm. kill it that's all mm. we can do there's no stopping this we just need to kill it and that's like a whoa doctor like hey mm. that's not what you usually do but he's like well, that's the only way we're gonna be able to stop this because you trust the doctor people when you watch the doctor you trust him a hundred percent and you're mm. like whatever you do right decision why the hell are you now telling us to kill this creature? Because yeah. imagine if you'd never seen a Dalek before, which I, a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't have, have. Yeah, like me, for example, I wouldn't have done. So it's like, the do Doctor, why are you now suddenly so hateful towards this thing? What is this thing? And it gives you all these questions which get answered, but it's by making the Doctor so angry and so... Because he's not just what trying to kill it. He's 
rage personified. And that's not something we see much with Christopher Eccleston up until this point, you see. We see, obviously, you get a bit of the anger, but you don't see pure fear in the... Like, he's... It's rage, but there's fear there. It's... Because when he first hears the mm. Dalek voice, because he is... I, I love how he's just in that opening where he is taken prisoner and stuff, and he is just being... He's generally just being nice to people. And when he just plays that musical instrument, he's being just gentle and all these kind of things. And then even when Van Staten's like saying, oh, I've got a metal tron, he's kind of like a metal tron. And then the bit when he goes, right, send you in, he kind of does this little smirk and then the woman laughs at him because he's not taking it seriously. So he goes in, just sees his light and he's kind of just like, all right, he's been, I've been sent in, but whatever, I'm here to help you. And you, you can see he's not really taking it seriously. But the moment he hears it, he's like, get me out of this room because he's just terrified of it. And that is just like, you can imagine we are six episodes into new who and you're ready. You've got the doctor just going, no, no, thank you. I no, no. And it's just like, I love that. It's such a good moment. Or are we seven episodes? We're six or seven episodes. We're some, we're a fair <laughs> amount of episodes in. Yes. And it is such a good moment because you, you, me knowing what a Dalek looks like, you just you can recognize it when it speaks because of the little lights mm. and the way it speaks and the way the doctor, as you said, it is wonderful because it's like this is a new side to the doctor mm. or a side to the doctor. You seeing the doctor scared like this. I don't think I've seen him. The doctor this scared. It's very rare, even like in in later series, like I this can't scared. Think of time he really ever has been exactly. You 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 know when he's scared for someone or angry. But you never really of actually the monster. You itself. never, yeah, you never have him scared because he's he's scared of the monster in his own life. You know, it's like I know what you do. If I'm stuck in here, I'm gone. Hmm. And it's 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 a nice different element to that. Basically, the the Dalek is set up to be scary by what it does, but by having our protagonist, who is this strong leader, be scared, you then you're hmm. you're scared. It's it's. A layered thing, you know. Mm. If they're scared, I'm scared. Basically, but then even like when he realizes, like, oh, it is a Dalek. You're chained up, and you can't actually shoot me. I love that when he kind of just goes, "Well, now I have the upper hand." And then I love it when he's just like, "If you can't kill, what's the point of you?" And I just thought that whole thing where he's just like just shouting at it. Oh, you know, everybody. The thing that people always say is the Doctor gets their defining moment when they face a Dalek, and he is just like just just going at it in a way we've Mm. never seen a doctor really ever just just shout at a dalek just being Bit, like somewhat reminiscent of when matt does it but it's i'd say this is the best time we've had it because mm. it's unbridled rage it's just pure and it's somewhat petty as well he's just like it's what are you good for what what is there to you what is the point of you he's he's attacking every single element of a dalek of what it is because he hates everything about them and it's mean it's deserved because Daleks are terrible but it's it's such a specific set of mean that you don't see often with the Doctor and it's 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 nice to see you know it's good Rah. and then he just goes you know what I'm going to do next just going to murder you I'm just going to kill you chained mm. up you can't do anything so I'm going to kill you and that's again that's not something we see the Doctor do because I like I really like the bit that leads into that as well it's like you get his rage, but like I was saying about the dynamic between the Dalek, and we'll talk about this now, between the Doctor and the Dalek, 
you kind of see you see that basically some how the doctor really views himself through how he sees the dalek because when he says um when the dalek goes we are the same and then he's like we are nothing alike and he goes wait maybe we are maybe we are the same and he says um i know what you deserve exterminate and that shows that he thinks he should be exterminated he thinks he should die because he's carrying the weight of murdering all his people and you can so show that he's saying we're the same so we both need to die so i just like i really like that because you are just seeing a doctor that is just ashamed of what he's ashamed mm. of what he's done doesn't think he should be alive he's here because he's the doctor and he's trying to make amends and rose is making him a nice person but actually at the end of the day he's just like i don't deserve to be here anymore look what i did so if we are the same we both should die i love that mm. and I, I i did spot that as well i've just read my note here i wrote when the doctor's out like in that first moment you see the hate the pain and the guilt mm. all encompassing the parallels between the Daleks and the Doctor. And I think that's something very important that New Who has done, you know. There weren't really any parallels between the Daleks and the Doctor in Classic Who, really. Not really, no. There couldn't be. But the Time War and New Who, by giving us those, by giving us that two sides of the same coin element, it's such, it's integral, I think, to kind of what New Who is, kind of showing us that the Doctor is a flawed person. He's, he's a much better person than the Daleks, but there are, similarities in what they did during the time war and that's i think it's it's important with showing his flaws because you can say a, a character's flawed this person is flawed great but if you show us why they're flawed and mm. in doctor in new who you do that through the daleks and through how the through the extent the doctor will go through to save people you know it's it's very important and i think this episode is kind of nice weird kind of starting point for kind of what the Doctor we know becomes during New Who. That guilt, that pain, that rage that encompasses him. We see that later on. And it's his first time it's like, here it is all on show. Yeah, especially, well, especially definitely on show, but you, you do obviously get it in the very first episode as yeah. well. But it is just like by pitting him against the Dalek, it is like, this is your moment to really just be like, right, how are you going to face when you're at your most well, what are you going to do when you're at your most vulnerable? The darkest hour kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And I just, the way it does that parallel of he's just saying, and introducing the, this is one of those times when this is when Rose is a good companion because you see how her different perspective changes through it. And how, well, not changes, but how she um, has a completely different perspective to the Doctor because the Doctor's just like, die, kill it. But because they're separated, Rose doesn't know what a Dalek is. And she's just like, well, it's chained up. We should be nice to it. And this is when I'm going, you know what? This is a really good side mm. of Rose here because this shows you how Rose, because the whole, her thing is that she softened the Doctor. She made him a good person again. And she's doing the same thing to the Dalek. Mm. And that is that sense Because of, she sees the good. Yeah. And she's just like, well, it's just mm. an alien. Why should we treat it any differently? And why her giving it compassion and all these kind of things. Meanwhile, the Doctor is like, find me your biggest gun. It just, it's just a, re it's a real nice thing to do to say, well, actually, are they any different? Really? At the mm. end of the day? Because the Doctor kills people. Because in this episode, people. yeah. In this episode, the Doctor was going to kill the Dalek with his own hands right up until the end. That's what yeah. he was going to do. And 
you're right. It's it's this episode is basically all about the parallel between the two of them. That's its whole point. Mm. And with Ro and it it's it's basically the, the 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 case study, the prime example of if ever anyone asks why is Rose a good companion, I just show I would show them this episode. It's just kind of like because of this. Does like if people say does Rose really soften the Doctor or would the Doctor kind of become softer as time goes on? No, because he, in if Rose weren't here, well the Dalek wouldn't have got out. But if <laughs> Rose weren't here, the Doctor would have killed it. And then he'd be darker than he was because to kill an entire, like he'd already believed he'd killed the entire species, all of the Daleks. And then to find one again and to maybe have it kill itself, would that soften the guilt in a weird way? But if he were to know for certain that he'd ended all the Daleks, I think that would have sent him down a much darker path, perhaps. Do you get what I mean? Because he was already living with that guilt. But then to be like, I oh, know I definitely like to do it again with that guilt. That's, I don't, I don't. It'd be interesting to kind of see what that would have to turned know what into. it would have been. Because if he is just like, I'm the last of my kind, so there's at least still some time lord out there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If he knows that there is one more Dalek, so there's at least one Dalek out there. So I haven't committed complete genocide. I've committed mass genocide, mm. but not complete genocide. Mm. If he was like, you know. There's another Dalek. I can live with that. But the fact if he had just killed it, it's like, I have killed an entire species. They are 100% gone. That is when he would probably be like, I can't call myself the Doctor Mm. anymore. This is too far. I think he would have gone to a place that you can't, it's the abyss, you know? Yeah. He would have crossed the line. He's, al- he's already the- crossed the line, but he would have gone so far he can never come back. Because at this point, he is calling himself the Doctor again. Obviously, after the War Doctor, which is obviously retrospective. But would he have, if he had killed the Dalek, would he have just gone, no, I'm still the War Doctor because... I don't think it would have been anything. I think that would have been too far for him. Because mm. I think because you see the guilt of what he did during the time where you see that. And it's prevalent in Eccleston's and then Tenant's era more than anything, you know? But there's always a little bit of hope because he's the last Time Lord and then you see that he didn't commit mass genocide, you know? There's always that little bit of... He's done terrible things, but... There's a little bit of... It is a strange one when you actually think about it. Because obviously when we did our Batman podcast, that's all about Batman was to never kill <laughs> and this kind of thing. Well, the Doctor, he's killed billions. Oh, yeah. Like, really? And we're all like, yeah, he's a good guy. Is he? Really? I think it's because of the remorse, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. he does feel bad about it. And I think that's, that's what... And, if, and I, think, I think, and we know that if he was given the opportunity to change it, he would, because he does. It with um, Dare the Doctor, you know? Yeah, but obviously Capaldi's first series is all about, am I actually a good man? Because mm-hmm. I have killed lots yeah, of yeah. people. But I'd find it funny that it is just like this character where we go, it's one of the few characters watching TV that kills people. Mm. And we're like, yes, that is a normal thing to do. Because we've discussed this a bit on the Batman one. Like, I'm so like, when it comes to killing, I'm Batman's ideals down to a fault. I'm, I agree with those. And that's what I'd be, that's what I'm like in reality. You know, I wouldn't ever kill anyone. But with Doctor Who, I'm like, yeah, that's all right, mate. <laughs> you've done a... Blow up that ship. Yeah. Kill hundreds of people. You've killed an... an an almost uncalculable amount of beings in the universe. But, nice leather jacket. 
<laughs> and, you know, you got out of it fine. So Yeah. So the guilt, it's bad, but you'll be yeah, fine. It's like, it's like, get over it. <laughs> you have just done an awful thing, but they were awful people. So we'll let, we'll yeah. let, we'll just, let you just, off. And you saved some people. Yeah. So it's fine. Listen, you're taking like a 19 year old girl through space and time. You've made up for your yeah, past mistakes. It's only an 800 year age difference. Mm. But you know, it's, this isn't creepy at all. All right. Stop but, it. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Technically, yeah. the doctor is an awful person. You kill people, mm-hmm. you abduct mm-hmm. women. You know, there's all these weird things, mm-hmm. but it's like, well, we like you. You know that good deed, that one good deed you did? Yeah, we'll, we'll let you off. Problem sorted. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if the, the criminal justice system worked like that. You made, this, you made this one really good ice cream. You donated to charity once. Go yes. on. Off you <laughs> You're go. free to go. Imagine. But no, what the hell was my point? Thank you for that. <laughs> I think um, you're already at the end of it, weren't you? Almost. But just kind of, yeah. Whatever my point was, we've made the end of my point there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. We've got a whole host of notes. So I'm yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk I'm, about I'm, one of them. Listen, I was just reading past <laughs> the boyfriend note to get to my next page of notes. Okay. okay? Oh, I've made a bit of a jump here, haven't I? One thing I've noticed about my notes with these good episodes. I'll be doing, like, I've done six notes for the opening, and when the Dalek kind of is doing his own, th- like, then when we see the boyfriend, when we see that, and then I do a little bit of a time jump, and it's like, Doctor being captured. I'm like, you missed a little bit of a scene there, George, but you're enjoying it. No, my next note is I really like seeing the Doctor being captured in such a way where he's being experimented on. First time the Doctor was shirtless in Doctor Who. What a moment. What a moment. What a moment. But it was, it's, it's just, it's kind of, it's nice because he's like, he's... He's in this museum where they're studying and capturing aliens. And it's like, you're also an alien. Wouldn't they just, oh no, they, they do just capture mm. you. It's, it's, it's something you think should happen. And in and most, in, in most Doctor Who, it's like, they're just like, oh, you're an alien. Yeah, that's okay. And this one, you're an alien. What's Into inside you? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's good. Cause it's like, that's exactly what they do. And it's, um, quite scary actually. Cause it's like. Do you want to let him out, please? How is well, he going to get out I of this? I do like, though, that he is just like, right, if you do want to live, you do have to let me out. Mm. And they do just instantly let him out. Yeah. I quite like that because they realise the gravity of the situation. Oh, whoops daisies Van Staten, I think, I mean, absolute arsehole, but I think he's a good human villain because he's very much just like, yeah, you, you people are expandable. I need the Dalek. And I do like, Dalek, I don't know how he says it, but it is kind of like, I like that he is just like, you're in the way. Mm. Just, just, just really annoying here because you do, you have that got the Dalek, but I think it would be a bit like if that was your only threat, you've not really got anything immediate when the Doctor is in that room. So you do need the confrontation with Van Staten just to add a layer to it for him just to be like, look, the Dalek is bad, but I'm not going to get anywhere if you're still here. It's important for the episode because otherwise you're just with the Doctor solving the problem with the Dalek. And by him having that extra layer, it's it's an obstacle. He can't defeat the Dalek with this thing in the way. It's yeah. it adds an extra kind of step. But just and one, it, and it also, you also get like I say earlier when when he is really calm at the beginning and he's just like, yeah, I'm here, whatever. I was just playing musical instrument. I like the moment that Van Staten gives him that switch to get him into a bit more into a bit. Although he obviously meets the Dalek afterwards, but the moment where he is kind of just like right around, right, takes a bit more seriously. I like the bit when he is just like it's a musical instrument. He is just kind of very just kind of cheery. And then when Van Satten goes, who are you? The doctor kind of just goes, I'm the doctor. Who are you? And he just switches mm-hmm. in that moment. And it's just like, right, you've annoyed me now. 
and it's just like i like i like how kind of irritably irritable this doctor patchy kind of is one thing that i do find interesting because obviously the dalek is terrible and horrible and we've and we've discussed a bit of the similarities between the dalek and the doctor but it's quite interesting how the dalek becomes more human because it starts off with obviously the dalek um it's interesting what i've written here because you know when the dalek's being all like i'm in pain rose help me doesn't obviously doesn't say rose but he's doing all that and when i watch that i'm like you're not being genuine at all are you it's purely false but what's very interesting is what makes me what made me kind of put a maybe there in my notes is because he's kind of like that by the end exactly he becomes more he becomes emotional in a way by the end and i find i think it's very important in this episode to do that because we get obviously the case study on the doctor versus the dalek at the start and that's what we've discussed but later on what we get is we get a dalek become more human well it's the case study throughout it's the entire yeah but it's it's, it feels it's a case study on what i'm like two levels in a sense because you get the start doctor versus the dalek in their pure form and then you get a Dalek. What if a Dalek were more human? What if a Dalek? And what if the Doctor was more like a Dalek? That's exactly. Entire... That's what it flipped. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just saying it out loud. Yeah. And it's just it's. I think it's um. Very, very interesting, and I like, and it's honestly, it's it's it. I find it quite um. Upsetting, actually, because then you get to the end when the Dalek's doing all the sunlight stuff with his little tendrils, and it's quite emotional because the Dalek is feeling and the way it responds to its pain well not pain the way it responds to just feeling is hate it hates itself it feels disgusting and what it does is it then kills itself and the fact it has to ask to kill itself it doesn't just do it it asks because it requires an order it's horrifying honestly and i find it upsetting because it's like you're a Dalek who feels things. You're, you're you're a better creature because you could become not a murderer. You could become something much better, but because of the way you are, because of the way you were created, because of the way you were kind of brought up by Davros, the way all of your beliefs, what that does is it basically means you can't live with yourself as something other than a pure Dalek. Mm. Albeit that's a better creature and you are enjoying the touch of sunlight, which is a good thing. And it was looked like it was somewhat enjoying it. But all that did was just show it. I'm not a Dalek anymore. I must die. And I find that <laughs> horrifying and really quite upsetting. And I just... It is a really sad ending, really. Because, I mean, even the, the, the music I was thinking, was great bit, I also noticed it's the same music that I've that is played over um you know in the impossible planet when they see whatever name is he's floating through mm-hmm. space it's the same music mm-hmm. as that moment so i thought that's really kind of i like how he's kind of reused that there so it is like a real it's a really sad moment because you have got everything like all, all that all that around it and also just as a side point just bring it in equiston's acting throughout mm. incredible like obviously from him meeting the Dalek at the start, even by this point where he is pointing the gun and Rose is saying, I think um, 
you know, he's saying that there's a Dalek turning good. That's impossible. And then she goes, well, what are you turning into then, Doctor? And that's when I, the moment where he just kind of goes, I, all he says is just, I couldn't, I wasn't. And you can just see, he's just like, you can see at the moment the Doctor's gone, well, what have I become? Mm-hmm. I see you've got a moment where the Dalek's going, what have I become? Because I'm actually kind of feeling compassion and emotion and I'm not hating things except myself. And the Doctor's going, but I do, I hate myself too, because what have I done? You've got these two things, parallels running mm. all throughout this episode that leads them both from completely different beginnings to then realize, oh, we are actually kind of on the same path. And then they meet at exactly the same point where they're both gone. What have I become? So all of that moment, I just, mm. it is a beautiful, terrifying and sad moment. Just everything about it is just like, what have you become? What have you become? And Rose is standing there going, both of you aren't what I thought you were. Yes, it's exactly that. The two parallels come to a head and it's like they are one in the same at that moment. Mm. And then they both choose what they do with that. And I think that's what shows you, yeah, they're similar. They are, but they are different. And it's the way they both respond to that. The Dalek can never change. The Doctor can. Yeah. And I think that is, it's that, it's that entire case study and just coming to the point of they're the same, but they are wildly different. I think that's the whole point of the episode. Not, I think it is. You've told me it is is the point. Yes. I have a hunch. This might be the point. No, George, you really, it is the point. I think, I think that that point is summed up by you would make a good Dalek. Such an amazing line that. And you just see the dog. That's when he kind of goes. You've I've been called out here. (laughs) I mean, it's one of those episodes that is so good. I haven't got much to criticize about it. Mm, that's the problem. We found this problem with a, with a couple of these best of episodes. You go, I've got nothing bad yeah, to say. So you go, you go, this is the good thing. This is the good thing. But obviously, because we are doing the good episodes, we have to cover it. And maybe, even if it's just an excuse to watch it, mm. really. But it is just like seeing... It's one of those episodes that you see when you're a kid and you love it because you see a Dalek. And you watch it again when you know what Daleks are and you go, oh, I love Daleks, blah, 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 blah. And then you watch it when you're older and you realise, when you re- when you can analyse things as we do. Although I've spoken to some people that don't analyse things and it really, I find it really weird. How does that work? Like, whenever can... we, like well, you, you will know who I'm talking about, but like when we were, we watched Eternals the other day, immediately came out and we go, character complexities, <laughs> this thing and this shot, this thing. You know, I feel like that's a normal thing to do. Mm. And I was talking to somebody. I was going, what do you think of Eternal? And they go, I don't really know. <laughs> and that was basically the end of the conversation. Now, hold on. No, do, what, what, did, what about... I was like, well, what do you think of this character? What about the underlying subtext in scene four? That's what I was like. I was, I was like, what about... Do you think of the overall plot? What do you think about the meaning of this? What do you think about this character? And they were just like, I liked it. And I was like, do you not analyse? <laughs> I have noticed. <laughs> you might know who I'm talking about here, but I mentioned... Like, someone mentioned about me and you. It was just like... Oh, I, 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 like, are you two analyzing it again when we're just talking about an ending of something? Like, can you guys just not enjoy something? I'm like, we are. <laughs> we're just discussing why we liked it. We yeah. need to understand why. And an extra person, if we were not talking about the same person, but when we went to see Black Widow, mm. and the second we walked out, we were going, okay, so, and we're there, and the person, we, the extra person we were then, we're going, do you analyze things immediately? Do you have to just be constantly analyzing? It's like, are you not? Yeah. No, we we said it. We said in that moment. Oh no, it's just because we're in podcast mode. And I'm like, no, it isn't. This is just how we watch. Films. Yeah, it, we, yeah, that's just what we do. Like, do you like? I just find it weird that people do watch things and just let it wash over them. It's like, do you not? 
think about if it. If it's something specific that I'm watching to wash over me, but that's only if I haven't really watched it before. Because yeah, then I've already analysed it. If I watch so, something to wash over me, I tend to pick like a sitcom or a comedy. Hmm. I would have picked something with deep character study like this. If you only watch, you're watching this, you can watch Doctor Who. You know, if you watch it, you're going to obviously sit this episode on. Yeah, it's great. But even then, you are still interpreting hmm. meanings. You might not then record an hour-long podcast afterwards. <laughs> Because that is maybe when it gets extreme. No, but <laughs> and it's not like we're on the thirties in the thirties. It's not like we're on episode thirty-two. No, is it? Really, technically, that'd 30, be ludicrous to do. F- technically thirty-three because we've also recorded a yeah. uh, extra. Review. It'd be ludicrous to to do at least thirty-three hours of Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> just talking about it over that because some episodes are longer, exactly. aren't they? At least thirty-three. And hours. it's definitely not weird to have it scheduled up to episode fifty. <laughs> but it's you know what I mean. We're definitely not dedicated two years of our life to this. Mm. But it is you know. I don't remember what the original point was. We analyzed Basically, Dalek is a very good episode to analyze, and that's what we're here for on the podcast. So this mm. is my justification as to why we did it, because we can't really say much about it, because we go, good, innit? But good, innit? This but, is why. But the reason is... But the whole point of this episode is that it's about Dalek and the case study, and we've analyzed the case study, and it's like... And you're no more than, saying why it's good, but it, also not it, talking about the criticism, because we only have one criticism, and we don't want to spend any more time no, on that criticism. Because criticism... Hmm. Yeah. So really... Final verdict. There's no question really here. What yeah. would you, what would you give it out of ten? I you know I don't give much ten out of tens, but it's yeah. impeccable. Ten out of ten. It's ten out of ten. It's, it's a glorious episode, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, and Eccleston's amazing as the Doctor. I love everything him. about it, mm. besides the one thing that we're not going to talk about, but we've spent so much time talking about. I adore, mm. and it's like it's kind of like. Oh, let's do a section about Van Staten. No, I've just kind of said it as much as I can about it. Let's do a section Van about St- the, the random woman with the earpiece. No, because she works. Everybody yeah. there serves a purpose. And that purpose is great. And I love it. And things come full circle. Like him saying, oh, somewhere beginning with whatever. And then she, by the end, she's saying somewhere we're going to invest. All these things. It is so beautifully written. And it makes me really frustrated. Robert Shearman. I believe this is the only episode of Doctor Who he's written. Why? In New Who, I that shall, seems dumb. That I seems shall, that seems like you've got a good writer there. And I you've shall gone, just eh. check that. Well, no, because he writes loads for Big Finish. Oh, I see. So it was the only like it was the only one he didn't. Yeah, I get you. Um, because like I've said before, this is a there was this was originally a Big Finish story called Jubilee mm, with, you mentioned with the Sixth Doctor, but people kind of say the only real similarity there is that there's a da- a lone Dalek in a vault. And you kind of see that the doc, how the doctor interacts with that. That's basically the only similarity. But because they're written by the same person, and he has said, "Oh, I adapted Jubilee for TV." Is it like it's definitely it, like it doesn't feel like any sort of translation? It feels, as you're saying, from what you've described, it's literally it's like an adaptation. A, it's not a yeah, translation. It's literally like um, it's literally because it's like yeah, in TV Doctor Who, he's only written um one story and that is this one then in big Fi- big finish is actually written not as written as many as i thought he only wrote one two three four five six he's only written seven big finish for big finish because how many there are that's not that many no he's actually he's, he hasn't written much but when he does all i'm looking at, out of the park i'm looking at all the big finish he's written and they're all like the ones that are the most highly regarded so yeah really <laughs> yeah a mate brilliant it's just it's so good and I would say if you're listening to this and you're thinking, huh, I fancy a good Christopher Eccleston episode. Oh, would you say this is the best Christopher Eccleston episode? Objectively, yes. 
subjectively, subjectively my favorite is Father's Day. Hmm. Because, because A, I have a very strong emotional connection to it, and hmm. B, it's the earliest clear memory of Doctor Who I have. Ah. So every time I see that, I go, this is like my episode, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, there you go. I agree with, but obje- I agree with Aiden objectively. But, obje- but objectively, oh, absolutely, this is his best one. I don't, I, I can't. All of the Christopher Eccleston era kind of blows a wee bit. Though, to be fair, so to to be fair actually, we're, we're, we're going to do Empty Child Dr. Dancers soon. And many would say that maybe is his best. Oh. It's actually Eccleston's personal favourite that he did. I was about to say, I think that's probably my favourite of Eccleston's. But um, I, I would say objectively, this is the best. But if somebody said, actually, no, I think it's the Empty Child Dr. Dancers, I'd go, all right, fair enough. You're, <laughs> you've probably got, an, you've Either probably got or. a point there. Flip a coin, really? Yeah. Because it's very two very different sides of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. So I think it's whichever one you're really looking for. I personally, like you, love the Time War. So anything that brings it back to the Time War and you see a development of the character from the Time War, it add, it's... I'm like, I'm going to eat all of that up. But yeah, um, that what's... does wrap it up for this yeah. week. What's, what's next week? Next week? next week, though, well, if you were like, you didn't really get anywhere with this episode... Stick around for next week because next week we are doing for not only Doctor Who's 58th anniversary, but for our first anniversary, we are doing an adventure in space and time. Hey, I haven't seen that yet. So and I'm you've very, been trying to get me to watch that. Exactly. For a very so long I'm time. very, very excited for it. And you will watch An Unearthly Child Part One before. Okay. Because otherwise, if you watch An Unearthly Child, An Adventure in Space and Time, you'll be like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> So you will just watch 25 minutes of black and white heart. And Lovely. And then switch to an hour and a half of colour and modern TV. So yeah. I'll be doing it too. And two s- hours? Hold on. An hour and a half. Yeah, in total, that's about two, that's about two hours. Two hours, yeah. Yeah. It's only the same as a two-parter, really. Isn't yeah. It? Um, but no, uh, that, I'm excited a, for that. And a few surprise cameos. So yes, um, that's us next week. Lovely. Join us then. Same bad time, same bad (laughs) channel. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And And goodbye. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye bye.